This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged. The podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, Pat Calamari here, or should I say Pat Killer Calamari today for episode number 51. And what a day it has been. And what a day to start my day. First, I want to just say, I hope everybody's okay. Hope you're washing your hands. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying home. The sooner we all follow the rules and stay away and do the social distancing, the better we will be. If you can just stay away, stay at home, stay clean, wash your hands, do whatever needs to be done, we will all get through this a lot quicker and that's what needs to be done so who knows here in the states we might not even have reached our peak yet maybe mid-april maybe the end of april but we're going to be okay we're going to get through this as we always have now my morning started rather i don't know great funny just i was all excited it's not every day i get a chance to talk to The one and only Motor City Man Man. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody's favorite uncle, Ted Nugent. Ted called me from his ranch in Texas. And um, I'll let you know, there's no intro. You answer the phone with Ted and you just jump right into it. High speed, supersonic, high octane. It's like almost going to a, a, a Ted concert. And I've been to a ton of Ted Nugent shows. I mean... You want to talk about one of the greatest guitar players of all times, and people might say I'm crazy, but no, I'm not. If you've seen this man play, and he gives it all, high octane, high energy, lots of passion, and uh, maybe an underrated greatest guitar player, but I put him up there. I live from the early, mid-70s rock and roll, the ACDCs, the Ted Nugents, and... um, always been a supporter of Ted and what I love most about him that folks just don't know or just don't get well let me just say this everybody's entitled to their opinion whether you like the president whether you don't like the president whether you you, you love hunting you don't like hunting you don't like killing animals you're a vegetarian that's your choice Ted Nugent is an incredible human being. And I sincerely mean that. And that's where I draw the love, not only for his music, but for what he does. And every opportunity I talk with him, I always bring up the amazing charity work that this man and his wife do for our fellow Americans. And you never hear about it. And he doesn't rant about it. Look what I did. Look at me. Look at that. He just lives his life. And, you know, people love him. People hate him. Whatever. It doesn't bother him one bit. I can tell you that. At 71 years of young age, he just enjoys being himself. He does not drink, does not smoke. And if you read up about him in the early days, even in high school, he just never got into any of that. And, um... But I love him for his charity work. The things that he does, I mean, every year, yeah, he goes hunting. 
he takes his deer down, helps the population, but he uses every piece of the animal. He's thankful, and he uses the fur, the everything. He donates close to, if not more than 250,000 thousand pounds of meat every year to feed the homeless. He's such a great supporter of our military and our veterans. I have two brothers that are veterans and I have, I'm a son of a Purple Heart recipient. So, sorry. I'm all for it. I'm all for that. And I'm all for supporting Ted Nugent. And uh, it's, it, it's a great chat. And um, I can't thank him enough for his time. And he's sincere. You know, he says the same thing. Follow the rules, follow what the president says, and we'll get through this. Support Ted. Go and buy a hat. Yes, it gets a little um, explicit with our language, but it is Pat Soundbites Unplugged, so you can say whatever the, whatever the hell you say. I mean, I try to be cool with that, but at times, you know, it's, it is what it is. You gotta say the word fuck, you say the word fuck or shit or whatever. It is what it is. That's why I made it Pat Soundbites Unplugged for the artists to say however they want to say it. You don't have to agree, but that's the way it is. But I thank you for supporting me, and I thank you for supporting all these artists. Enjoy a wonderful uh, incredible chat with the Motor City Man Man. We talk all, all nuge. Whatever we wanted to talk about, we talk about. And uh, that's how it goes. So sit back, enjoy, and as I always say, live, love, and laugh a lot because life is way too short. Enjoy Ted Nugent. Well, God bless America. God bless the shit kickers. This is the ultimate American shit kicker. This is your Uncle Ted Nugent with my blood brother, Pat. Killer Calamari on Pat Soundbites Unplugged. We rock! Hey, this is Pat. Killer Calamari, Killer Nugent, at your duty, sir. <laughs> Hello, Uncle Ted! How the hell are you doing, son? I am, you know what? I Having you on the phone, my, my spirits have lifted. The energy, excitement, having one of the greatest guitar players of all time. The rock legend, the man that gives every energy and passion out there and pays tribute to the founding fathers of our great rock and roll music, the wonderful Ted Nugent. Are you kidding me? This doesn't get any better than this. How are you, sir? I'm doing so good and stupid in spite of this goofy-ass world all around us. How about you? Everybody hunkering down, being safe and healthy? I, I am, and thank you for asking. Yes, we are uh, doing what we can do, and that's why I said time to reach out to Uncle Ted to see what's going on and what's the message that you tell your friends and family and, and fans on uh, how you're handling this, uh, this pandemic, worldwide pandemic. How about the pandemic, huh? Boy, there's a military term that applies right now, and it's kind of like cluster buck, but a little <laughs> different in the phonetics department. Anyhow, yeah, Pat, uh, you know, I'm just a guitar player. I not only wrote Wango Tango, I actually meant it. <laughs> so I might not be perceived as the uh, ultimate source of uh, meaningful direction at this time. However, conversely, uh, I've been addicted to truth, logic, and common sense, and uh, work ethic, and rugged individual and self-sufficiency and being the very 
I sure as hell have tried for the last 71 years clean and sober. And of course, you'll never be samurai if you're not clean and sober. So I will share with you uh, the standard operating procedure for the Nugent family, my band, my crew, my my entire team, all my hunting buddies, all my neighbors down here in Texas, and all my blood brothers up in Michigan. There is no panic in the world of conscientious, uh, taking care of business, preparedness. I, I guess the best way I can explain it is I really, really trust this president. I think he's the greatest president in the history of America. I think he's the greatest leader in the history of the human experience. I really believe the truth, logic, common sense, and those those really controversial things like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence, you know, all those really controversial things. <laughs> I absolutely believe in my greasy, barbecue-infested, rhythm and blues, rock and roll, Motor City, Madman, Motown, Funk Brother, Soul Brother, Blood Brother, American Hellraiser, that he is the best there is right now. And I, I pay attention to the president, and I, I'm a critical thinker. I know that's why you love me. I know there's a big list of why you love me, but I think that might be number one. Absolutely, because, number one. Uh, number one is I'm a critical thinker. I'm job of a free man, a free human being, is to be suspicious. Uh, we only have had this experiment in self-government for 230-some years now, uh, <laughs> and the reason this experiment in self-government unfolded in the United States of America is because we didn't believe in kings, we didn't believe in emperors, we didn't believe in slavery, even though we made some mistakes early on, but we we eliminated all those enslavements of mankind, which can be identified as emperors, tyrants, kings, you know, punk-ass, you know, bureaucrats with no accountability. And even though those tragedies continue to this very day, I really believe that Americans' number one job is to question authority, to constantly put the screws to our elected employees. That's why I'm, that's why I'm really controversial. You know, if, if the British would have come to my Concord Bridge to take away our guns, I'd have been there and shot them. <laughs> like so, so I think I think we have great leadership. I think the president has clearly surrounded himself with the masters of uh, these conditions, medical, um, organizational, uh, uh, preparedness, and the Nugent family. Killer, my buddy. The Nugents didn't run out to buy toilet paper. <laughs> we, we we never get below a couple hundred rolls. It's probably weird. But <laughs> so so we've always had. You know, I graduated from the American education system in 1967. How I don't know. But I graduated, you know, with a, a, a almost a B average. I, I paid attention. My dad made me. It's called parenting. It's called discipline 101. But what I see unfolding today is an inescapable manifestation of a global cultural deprivation that we become spoiled rotten. We do God almighty. So the past administrations in the United States government, all these past presidents, Pat, gave the control of our life and death medical and antibiotic production and availability to the tyrannical, genocidal, communist Chinese. Oh, God. So, so now is the time to maybe be more like Uncle Ted. Uh, you know, always earn your own. 
only way you can go to sleep happy at night if you earn your own way, you bust your ass. Number two, live within your means. You know, if you have student debt, you can't drink rich man's coffee at Starbucks. That's you call me crazy, yeah. but if you're in debt, you can't pay five bucks for a cup of coffee, you dirtbag. <laughs> and, and number three, aha, March 2020, pandemic. Number one, earn your own way. Number two, live within your means. Be frugal. Number three, here's the big one. Save for a rainy day. Hey, pandemic, ultimate rainy day. And people who find themselves unprepared, I hope you're learning your lesson. How, how dare an American household head, or anybody over the age of 12 for that matter, how do you how do you not be prepared? How do you not have adequate food, water, medicine, guns, ammo, and toilet paper? I, uh, I, how I, do you not have a, How do you not have enough for at least a couple months? Come on! There's been hurricanes and floods. There's been tornadoes. There's been Y2K. There was 9/11. Come on! How many more lessons do you have to witness before you learn? So I I know that the, the a huge swath of humanity is a lot like me. They work hard, they play hard, they're prepared. We, we know what the battle cry of the Boy Scout is, always be prepared. They're good Boy Scouts. And, and so I'm hoping people are learning and listening, but I hope they listen to the president because you've got to social distance. You've got to stay home. You've got to con- contain the contamination of this extremely contagious virus. So I think people are learning, but if you know somebody that isn't, you know, you can't punch them because you want to be socially <laughs> But at least scold the hell out of them and tell them to pay attention to the professionals so we can get past this. And, and ultimately, Pat, we're going to get past this. I really believe that. This isn't our first rodeo, Ted. And we were born and raised out of the same mold. And I broke my ass and I had three jobs and I was a Boy Scout and I'm certainly prepared. And I'm just so pissed of these hoarders that it tells me that somebody didn't get enough of an ass kicking growing up. Because I, I look at my young adult children or even my nephews, my younger nephews and nieces, and I go, man, if I'm on my final stretch of life... I can't even imagine what this world's going to be because of assholes running for toilet paper for a respiratory infection. All these assholes running got to get their guns. Are you kidding me? Where have they been? I mean, oh my God, Ted, it makes me want to puke. I, I don't, I, and I totally agree with everything you're saying. And I follow the rules and I listen to the president and I love the hat. I got to get one of those autographed hats that I see that's back on the Ted Nugent <laughs> store. That's got to, everybody's got to go and buy a hat. If, if that's not the ultimate shit-kicker, battle-cry, eat-shit-and-die-motherfucker hat I've ever seen, um, I, I have meetings before every concert. Last year, I had the greatest tour of my life. Pat, how, how am I pulling this off with Greg Smith on bass and vocals and Jason Hartless on drums? Good God, am I the luckiest guitar player in the world or what? So my point is, is that I surround myself with, you know, hard work and ass kick and be the best that you can be samurai, my crew, my entire team, certainly Greg and Jason, everybody in the Nugent tribe, my brother, my sister, my sons, my daughters, my grandkids, everybody, my incredible wife, Shemaine, has got a brand new book out right now. I think you can go to uh, Nugent.rocks. But, but my point is, is I have these meetings every night. Since since the early days with the Amboy Dukes, I hang out with people. I'm a gregarious guy. I'm I'm a music lover before.
fishing and trapping. And last year, during the greatest tour of my life, thank you, Lord, in one of the meetings early on out in California, I had a bunch of these shit kickers backstage, and we're talking about the important things in life and silly things in life, a good balance. And one of the, uh, you know, I asked the people, you know, who's registered and who's prepared to vote. And there was a couple guys that admitted they'd never voted. And I go, you know, what? there's a, there's a flag-draped coffin with a dead soldier in it, man. And he died for your freedom, for your individual responsibility to participate in this sacred experiment and self-government. you got to register to vote. We, if we don't reelect that motherfucker, we're dead. And one of the guys said, I'd wear that hat. So I went, hmm, okay. So I made I made a couple dozen hats that said, re-elect that motherfucker. And but by the time my sister made them, she has an embroidery business, by the time she made, I think, a hundred of them, they were long gone, and we're over 30,000 re-elect that motherfucker hats. And I, I just got in from the shop. I'm signing and signing. I'm autographing. And we're donating some of the proceeds to the selling of these hats to the Red Cross. And we're looking for other relief agencies and charities that can help our fellow Americans. So if people want a re-elect that motherfucker hat with my greasy-ass Motown signature on it, you can go to my uh, website because we're we're doing our duty to help our fellow Americans. And by the way, yes, you do get pissed off at the hoarders and the goofballs that are scrambling at the last minute. But you know what, Pat? It's not a lunatic fringe. It's a little bit more than a fringe, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. But you know, the vast majority of people, everybody I know, everybody, literally everybody I know, but the majority of Americans, they're already helping their neighbors that are ill-prepared. They're, they're helping their neighbors that are panicking. Most Americans are not panicking. Right. So that hat, that hat represents we the people in the asset column who bust our ass to be prepared to help our fellow Americans who are not quite prepared. And I think I think the prognosis is good. I think the president's right. We got to get back to work right after Easter. We got to get this incredible quality of life American machine going again. So I, I, I know it's tough times and we pray for our fellow Americans, especially those that are sick and, and have this terrible virus. But I got to tell you, I have imminent, un unlimited faith in this president and the American people. So we have to hunker down and, and social distance. We have to help our neighbors. But I think we're going to come out of this stronger than ever because more people are going to learn. You've got to be prepared, man. Absolutely. And I'm going to get a few of those hats before uh, after I get off the line with you. Gotta get a couple of those hats in. As a son of my father, a Purple Heart recipient, are you kidding me? People that don't vote, I'm like, that drives me insane. But the one thing I gotta say, Ted, is as you mentioned, proceeds that I had going to the Red Cross and going to help fund others that need it. As I mentioned to you the last time we talked, you and your wonderful wife don't ever get enough recognition and pride for what you deserve. The incredible charity work big brothers big sisters passing on mentors the vets operation finally home taking care of the mortgage for the wounded and the disabled vets feeding the homeless oh ted down the woods killing all these animals what about the two hundred and fifty thousand pounds of meat that you donate every year i mean come on you and Charmaine. Really amazing but you know what I, I just by the way pat just now is the first time i mentioned i haven't even said this on my facebook and by the way thank you I'm talking about the ultimate 
shit kickers around the world. They are on my Facebook every day. The greatest, funniest, smartest, cockiest, most outrageous people in the world are on my Facebook. And I their positive energy and spirit is immeasurable. So thank you, everybody. But you know, Pat, I've never even mentioned before that some of the proceeds from these apps are going to the Red Cross or these different charities. I just never mentioned it before. And I suppose I probably should. You know, this year, just with my trusty Matthews bow and arrow, I've donated over a ton of pure, natural, organic venison to soup kitchens and homeless shelters, both in Michigan and here in Texas. But I don't, I don't really mention it because I, I think that's what we're all supposed to do. And how about this? So these idiots, these subhuman punk-ass idiots condemn me for killing deer while I'm donating precious life-giving pure protein to charities. So what, would they like me to stop providing meat to the charity? Think of the people that hate me. I mean, what have they got, a sun-baked turd for a brain? What have they got, a, 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 a puddle of diarrhea for a heart? I mean, what a bunch of dirtbags. If you have a problem with Ted Nugent, you're a punk. I mean, Ted, just... It's it's mind-boggling. You give so much, you and your wife, and people are throwing darts, and you never see this on the news, all this negativity. You're such a great guy, such a great American, such a great human being, and you just don't get enough credit for it, and it drives me insane, and there's no way I'm talking to you without mentioning it. So it's on my podcast, so everybody in the world gets to hear what a terrific human being you and your wife are. And as an advocate for the outdoors, Ted, one of the questions I want to just get in here before, I, you know, I know time going quick here. I love the outdoors, and I've been out in the outdoors here in the New York, the Middleton Valley, beautiful white-tailed deer, turkeys. I love hunting. I love all of that. And I got, as many of us, the Lyme disease, you know. It, it comes with the turf. Is there anything you do? You're out in the woods all the time, my man. Are you, do you, um, do you recommend a certain product that you use, you spray on your clothes, or do you just take the time and pick the little bastards off and, 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 and scorch them somewhere? How do you handle that, my friend? Well, that's a, that's a good question, Pat, because there are a lot of guys that end up getting bitten by these ticks, and that's why Lyme, Connecticut was the epicenter. And my daughter lives right outside Greenwich, and she's always picking ticks off her little dog, uh, Maggie, and her three beautiful boys. But Mrs. Nugent, I think I think we need to have a moment of silence. <laughs> my queen of the forest, my wife, my soulmate, my best hunting buddy, the most dangerous arrow-flinging backstrap wench in the world, Mrs. Nugent is not only the most beautiful, sexy creature on the on the planet. She's not only the most loving, giving, generous, cocky, smart, um, and, and, and inspiring gal. She does all these inspiring charity work and getting these gals to have a decent diet and get rid of the poisons, the drugs, the alcohol, the tobacco, the vaping. I mean, my God. The poisons. I'm, What's I'm wrong with these dude, people? I'm stupid do you have to be to budget poison in your life? Get these, get these chemicals out of their homes, these air fresheners that aren't freshening anything. It's chemical warfare. My point is, is that I could go on and on for a couple hours about the amazing attributes and, and how I genuflect at the altar of Mrs. Nugent. But the most important thing to answer your question, my wife, Shemaine Nugent, is the world's greatest tick finder. I just lay here after I come in. Every day of my life, I lay here and I go, all right, honey, look for them ticks. <laughs> <laughs> and she can find a tick where the wind don't blow, brother. 
just got in. I've been out of the ranch this morning. I got both all my dogs, Sadie, Happy, and Coco, are completely worn out. We worked on some water crossings so that the uh, water flows through our creeks. We have some whitewater rapids here after these rainstorms. Plus, I planted a whole bunch of uh, uh, Primo's food plot seeds this morning and all the bare earth from the recent rain. So my point is I'm outdoors all the time. I shot 100 arrows this morning, and boy, Pat, I'm shooting really good these days. If I shoot an arrow at you, I'm going to hit you. Anyhow, I'm outdoors all the time, so I'm very cognizant of snakes and ticks and, uh, you know, brown recluse spiders. I'm very cognizant of my surroundings, and I think an outdoorsman has to be because there are some uh, life-threatening conditions out there, certainly Lyme disease, from one little microscopic damn tick. I've got buddies. Pat, I'm telling you, they got bit 25 some years ago. They're wheelbar, they're wheelchair bound. Uh, they're basically paralyzed, all from a damn tick bite. So let this be an alert. People should go outdoors, especially right now more than ever, because nature does fortify the soul. Nature is the ultimate healer. If you're going to social distance, try to find a patch of grass or a woods or a park or someplace you can go with your loved ones uh, in social distance. But the outdoors, I'm telling you, I'm 71 years cocked, locked, and ready to rock the clock, Doc, because I've spent as much time as I've spent completely scaring the living shit out of people with my guitar. (laughs) The reason I I caused the baby boom with my sexy Motown guitar licks, all that time rock and rolling, equal time, has been spent and dedicated to the great outdoors. Hunting, fishing, trapping, conservation. Pat, you'll never do an interview with anybody that has planted more trees than I have. I've planted tens of thousands of trees in my life. I do it every spring with my kids and my grandkids. I always, I was raised to put more back in than you take, whether it's societal or environmental. So now's the time, people. Go buy some seedlings. You can get them from your conservation department in every state. Get some seedlings. Get out there with a little spade and teach your kids to dig a hole in a place you want trees to grow. And of course, with all the deer there are and the bears, way too many bears out. There's more bears and more cougars and more deer than ever in recorded history, especially in my freezer. But anyhow, um, (laughs) get out there there and get your hands dirty. Put some sacred earth in your fingernails and teach your kids to plant a tree, even if you only plant two or three. And what a great investment to watch. Pat, I don't just deer hunt. I deer hunt in giant forests that I planted. I, there was a, nothing but hay fields on my, uh, along my sacred Michigan swamp. Now there's these huge towering forests that I planted. And I hunt my deer and squirrels and turkey. I hunt the I hunt the woodcock and the grouse and the pheasant and the doves in the forests and the forest edges that I planted. How many people that hate my hunting can say that? No, nobody, nobody can say that. I applaud. I applaud you for doing that. And you are absolutely right because I know here in New York you can go right to the uh, Department of Environmental Conservation and they would give you the seedlings for free. Doesn't even cost you any money. I'm telling you, Pat, for every tree you and your children plant, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. God has created this miraculous creation of renewability that feeds and clothes and shelters and medicates and fortifies our spirit. 
spirit and provides us the tools and weapons for survival. This this earthly lifestyle that I've led, <laughs> and stop and think how perfect, how perfect my hunting, fishing, trapping, farming, ranching, conservation life, it's perfect. And that's what the, that's what the dirtbags hate about me. <laughs> it's literally like I saved their child from the raging rapids and they made me throw them back because they didn't like the, the stroke I used swimming to save their child. So my point is, I'm a, I'm so alive. I'm so alive. I mean, in my, uh, there's flames coming out of my ass. I have children following me with marshmallows on a stick just to roast their marshmallows the flames coming out of my ass. I'm, I'm alive because I've been clean and sober because I learned that hunting, fishing, trapping, planting trees, putting more back than you take, it cleanses the soul, man. And during this pandemic, get outdoors. Get those seedlings. Even if you only have a little yard, plant a dozen pine trees. And watch them grow. It will, it will make you so fulfilled. Absolutely, Ted. I totally, totally agree with that. And I can't wait to get to see you guys get back on the road, whether it's this summer or fall, with Jason and Greg, the best, my guess it's motherfucking tour ever. I'm sure it is. Absolutely. It would be great. You know, one of my one of my best friends has been a longtime fan of yours. Has seen you at least twenty to thirty times. You were the inspiration for him to grab a guitar. Well, my God, back in the early seventies, early eighties, and what? I told him I'm going to chat with you today, and he was like through the roof, and he goes, "You gotta ask Ted one question," and I'm like, "Okay." How many times in Ted's long clock days did you have a wardrobe malfunction revealing the Motor City <laughs> Madman Detroit made hardware? <laughs> well, this is what a great question, especially on a podcast where I can answer it honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. Because of the, you know, I was going on stage at the Birmingham Palladium in 1967 with the Amboy Dukes that I just brought. You know, I started my musical life, my incredible life at the ultimate zone, and that was the arsenal of democracy in Detroit City in 1948, where the musical influences were a firestorm of musical authority and the human celebration and the, 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 the roller coaster of emotions that the Soul Brothers and Mick and Chuck Berry and Little Richard and, and Bo Diddley and the Motown Funk Brothers and, and Wilson Pickett and Sam and Dave and his, his godly Soul Brother James Brown, what they taught us. So I was inspired to not just really make the band tight and, and, and really practice, 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 make sure our music was absolutely a force of nature. Well, start talking about a force of nature, I was already such deep into hunting. I was raised as a hunter and that mystical flight of the arrow and the encounter with wildlife that if I really put my heart and soul into it, I could get my family the ultimate organic food. And so I was already into rock and roll like a maniac, and I was into the aboriginal tooth, fang, and claw spirit of the wild lifestyle. So one night getting ready, I had just killed some rabbits, and I was trying to learn how to tan them with brains. You take the brains and rub it into the rabbit hide. And I had a bunch of rabbit skins in, 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 in my, we didn't have a wardrobe, I think I had a bag. It might have been a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs>
gates closed. So I had a real, you know, real passionate connection to how I projected the, the, the grind and the spirit of my music. So I'm getting ready to go on stage, and I got these these uh, rabbit skins, and I went, I'm going to make a loincloth out of these. Well, so I took some laces from my boots, and I took my little pocket knife out, and I cut some holes and, and weaved these laces into these rabbit skins. Well, I, I got undressed bare naked, and I tied these rabbit skins front and back. Well, there was nothing holding my junk. There was no <laughs> junk protection. And so I get out there. We're playing these outrageous fireballs of out, just incredible high-energy crushing rock and roll with Dave Palmer on drums and Gregor Rayma, the gods of thunder on bass and John Brake and, and, uh, and uh, Steve Farmer on rhythm guitar and I think it was uh, Rick Lober or maybe Andy Solomon on keyboard at the time and we're jamming like like animals. I mean, really special music. The tightest band in the world for a bunch of teenage dummies but we so were dedicated so I... I I am spontaneous. When I'm going to wear this, I'm going to wear this rabbit skin loincloth on stage. Well, here's the here's what your friend. What's your friend's name? My friend's name is Pat. Well, Pat. Well, here's here's what you guys. <laughs> this is this is going to be another example. There's many uh, why I'm the greatest interview in the world because I'm the only guy with stories like this. <laughs> Instead of talking about the time I was so stoned, I don't remember the entire tour, which is the dumbest story in the world because I was never stoned. I was in t I was inebriated. I was intoxicated on the music. The music made me do it. So here I go up on stage with these these uh, deer hide uh, uh, pheasant feather boots. Just a rabbit skin in front of my dick and a rabbit skin <laughs> covered my ass. Well, I'm dancing like a complete fucking idiot. How do you not dance to my music? And I jump up on the amplifiers and, I, you know, I talk about samurai. Samurai is supposed to be tuned in while out of body at the same time. Well, I had a pretty good semblance of that as a teenager, but I failed to realize that if I'm standing on top of my amps wearing just a rabbit skin in front of my balls, that my balls might get a little more air than I had anticipated. <laughs> things in their life 
that inspires outrageous musical adventure and creativity. But I'm afraid, Pat, you're on the phone with the only guy that was inspired by beautiful girls in the front row fondling your joke <laughs> as inspiration for notes that God had not authorized on the Gibson Bird Labs. Oh, my God. Is that a great that, that was a great answer. I got to tell you a quick story that Jack Blade shared. Jack and Tommy are on tour, and they're going to play a little, of course, Damn Yankees. And they say, they look at each other and go, we got to talk. We got to tell a Ted story. We missed Ted. Got to tell a Ted story. So the story that Naomi said was at the end of the Damn Yankees show, Ted's on the ground playing his great guitar riff. Michael grabs a leg. Jack grabs a leg. And Tommy comes from behind and grab Ted and pull him off the stage because he just playing. He loved doing what he did. And he said, one night, I'm pulling. Michael's pulling. We can't get him to move. Ted's playing and he's screaming and he's hollering. I'm going, what the hell is going on? And he said, Ted goes, Tommy's standing on my hair. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's a million stories in the Naked City and all the best ones involve me. Now, that might sound like I'm bragging because I am. <laughs> oh, it's all great, Ted. Ted, thank you so much for your time, my man. Got a great smile on my face. I can't tell the folks enough to go support you, buy your music. Before I even had you on the phone, I had the, the music made me do it. I had Big Fun Dirty Groove Noise. Man, what a great song. What a what a great... I mean, there's no other music like that, Pat. I'm the last of the Mohicans, man. The, the groove, uh, the, the pile-driving drums by Jason Hart, Hartless and, and Greg Smith on the bass during the whole album. Every song is the most important song in our life. Every gig is the most important gig in our life. But what Greg and Jason do to my music is the dream of every songwriter and every musician. So God bless Jason Hartless, the world's greatest drummer. And not only that, but Greg and Jason are not only the best of the best. They're gentlemen. Their, their work ethic is what makes America great. So I, I thank those guys, and I thank my crew, and I thank all the people that bring all that positive piss and vinegar to my Facebook. And I really appreciate all those great Americans out there. And by the way, at my Facebook, today I got people from Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, um, Spain, France, Germany, Belgium. Uh, we got a couple Japanese guys on there. So I have people from all around the world that come to my Facebook to celebrate truth, logic, common sense, goodwill, decency, positive spirit, being the best that you can be, and I so appreciate it. So thank everybody for that, man. Well, I am certainly one of those folks, and I want to say congratulations on your new beautiful home in southern Texas. I love the uh, sunset video. I love the dogs. Your, your beautiful wife. You got it all going on, Ted, and I'm glad to be able to support you and share our chat on my podcast, which is worldwide, so everybody hears about the great Ted Nugent. You stay safe, my man. God bless the Ted Nugent. Well, thank you, Pat. God bless America. God bless the uh, U.S. military and the law enforcement, the first responders, and our great medical army out there that are really saving lives. God bless President Trump, because when you look who hates President Trump, those same people hate me, because the people that hate me and President Trump are just nasty, rotten, dishonest, power-abusing punks. God bless America. God bless the good people in the asset column. And let's make sure we reel like that motherfucker come November. Everybody be safe and strong and healthy. And uh, my spirit is with you all. 